Well, hello everyone. Good evening and welcome to Church of God Sarasota tonight here out Fruitville Road in the great city of Sarasota. How many of you are excited to be in the house of God tonight? And if you're watching online through Facebook, we want you to know we're excited that you're in the house of God also. Can we welcome everybody from, uh, you guys just say, like, cheer or clap or say, you know, they'll hear you, you know, through that. Yeah. We've never done that before. But it, hopefully you felt loved and welcomed wherever you are around the world. Well, it's exciting to be in the house of God tonight, absolutely. And I'm excited to start a new series that we're going to be doing this month called Acorns. And uh, it's really, it's going to be a wonderful journey as we travel through the first fruits of our relationships. And tonight, we're going to be focusing on the most important relationship in our entire lives ever, and that's our relationship with Jesus Christ. And so that's where it all starts. And Marcia did an incredible job last month giving us, we're going to talk some about what she shared in just a few minutes, and it was a great series talking about John 15, 5, and how we just have to stay connected to the vine, stay connected to Jesus. And so tonight, as we talk about our relationship with Jesus, the first fruit of our relationships, that's the first acorn, that's where we're going. Next week is the day before Valentine's Day. And so we're going to be talking about those kinds of relationships, marriages, boyfriend-girlfriend relationships, and also our friendships. We, we will definitely talk about our friendships, too. And then the third week, we're going to be talking about the next generation, and then the last week, we'll be talking about our relationship with the world. It's going to be a great journey as we go through it. Well, how many of you have something in your life that you love? Everyone, hopefully everybody in this place has something in your life that you love. Well, I, I have lots of things that I love. I love my wife. I love my family. I love my home. I, you know, today we, you never know what my wife is going to say. I am in the mood to eat this today. And uh, sometimes I say, hey, let's, let's eat this, let's eat that. But a lot of times she'll be like, I, I, I kind of want this. And today, well, it was Checkers French fries. Now, if you know about Checkers French fries, you know they're some of the best, right? The, the, the batter on them. And they, you don't even need ketchup with those things. It's like she said we were, as we were driving away, they were fresh and they were crispy and they were battered. And she was eating them already, you know, she was just getting them out of the bag. And all of a sudden she gave me the token one, you know, she's like, here, you can have one. And I'm like, okay, I mean, it, 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 she's like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a mix between an elephant ear and a french fry. It's so good. Well, you know, we love our french fries and things like that a lot different than we love our relationships in our life, our wives, our husbands, our friends, the people that matter to us in our life. But I want you to know something tonight. This is something that I feel very passionate about this evening. I want you to know I love the church. I love the church. I, I'm one of those kids that grew up in the church. I was basically born there, I think. You know, I mean, they probably dedicated me like days or maybe seconds after I was born. I don't even know. But I grew up in the church. And some of you grew up in the church too. Some of you did not grow up, but you came into a church family. You came into a church body like this one later in life. And, and it's just very important to you. And you love the church. The church matters to me. 
I feel like throughout history there have been things that the enemy has tried to do to kill the church. And not just Church of God in Sarasota, which we know that some things happened in the past in this fellowship, the Church of God in the past in this city did stop. But look, God has brought it back to life. And it was his will for that to happen. And you know what? This past year, I feel like the, the enemy has tried to use a virus to even try to kill or diminish or destroy the church in some ways. But do you know what? Throughout history, there has never, ever been anything that could ever, ever kill or destroy the church. Why? Because Jesus Christ said, I will build my church upon this rock. And it's his church. He is the head of it. And there's nothing that can ever stop or destroy or end the church. Never. And let me tell you something else. We are the church. We are the church. Not just the church of the living God. But we are the church because we are the people who choose to follow Jesus Christ. Amen. We are the people who have a relationship with Jesus Christ. That is the first fruit. That is the first acorn. That is the most important acorn. That we are a follower of Jesus Christ in which we have a relationship with him, which then means that we are a part of the body of Christ, which means that we are a part of the church of God around the world. I love the church. But more importantly, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. He is my Lord. He is my Savior. He is the one that died for me and for you. He is the one who changed all of history, B.C. to A.D. It has never been the same since and it never ever will be the same because of the power of Jesus Christ, God's Son, who lived and died and rose again three days later so that we can have eternal life. And when we choose to follow him and become a part of the church, his body, his family, we have a relationship with him which we get to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. And then what happens? We bear fruit. We bear much fruit. We bear fruit that will last forever. We're not just talking about an event on a Saturday night. We're not just talking about a church service. We're not just talking about some convention or some thing that happens as a part of the church or a, a, a group of, of glow girls or a, or a children's ministry or a senior adult event or anything on a Wednesday night. A group of guys having lunch or dinner at Fuzzy's Taco Shop on a Wednesday night. Those things are all important and they matter to us and we love those relationships. But what we're talking about is the church of God that will never die. Amen. All of those things are important because they're relationships that matter. But the relationship that matters the most is our relationship with Jesus. Amen. How's your relationship with Jesus? How's your relationship with with Jesus tonight. This series, Acorns, is going to be one, it's going to be, like we said, a journey that's going to be very fun, and it's going to be good, inspiring for all of us, we believe. And uh, I want to tell you kind of a fun thing on this side. Um, the artwork for this series was made by one of our uh, students here in this church who had a birthday this week. Her name is Harper Deems. 
And uh, she couldn't be here tonight, but we're going to highlight her in a couple of weeks, bring her up here. But she drew this over here for us. Isn't that cool? She may be watching online, I don't know, but isn't that cool? Isn't that right? It's great, isn't it? You can see the, the tree over here and the acorn and part of Isaiah 61.3. But a few weeks ago, Marcia told her her theme, her, I'm sorry, her life verse to us in Isaiah 61.1-3. And the end of it, in verse 3, the end of verse 3 is a theme of scripture for this entire series. That they will be called Oaks of Righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of His splendor. Well, I'm excited to journey this entire series with you guys. I'm entire, I'm excited to journey through and continue on as we're talking about much fruit, as we bear much fruit as a church, as we bear much fruit individually, like we heard last month in our series that's kind of started off the whole year because the theme for this year is it will be a year of fruit for Church of God Sarasota. How many of you believe that it's going to be a year of fruit for Church of God Sarasota? Well, we do believe that because God said that. And you know what that means? That means the church is going to bear much fruit this year because God said it. It's going to happen. It also means that you and I are going to bear fruit this year. And we're believing that it's going to be much fruit. It will be fruit that will last because we are a part of that church. So the theme scripture was John 15, 5. I just remind you about it. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. We get to remain in Jesus. Now here are some of the highlights from last month. There's so many. And I want to encourage you, if you haven't watched those services, they're on our website, go back and do that. But here's just some of the highlights that kind of stuck out to me. And maybe you remember them too, that Marcia preached about. What an honor, here's one of them, these are quotes from the messages. What an honor and a privilege to be a branch on the vine. Do you hear that? What an honor and a privilege to even be a branch on the vine. Why? What does that mean? It means that we are connected to the vine who is Jesus. So what an honor and a privilege that we may get to be connected to Jesus. It's something that we get to do when we choose Jesus as Lord and Savior. Jesus has a grip that won't slip. Aren't you glad for that? Sometimes we'll let go, but he never ever will. Jesus will never ever ever let go of you or of me. Our choices, now this is a convicting one, our choices will determine the fruit that we bear. We are going to bear fruit, some kind or another. I love it when she said this, we get to abide in Christ and we get to bear fruit too? I mean, think about that. We get to have a relationship with Jesus and we get to bear fruit here in this world? That's incredible. The kingdom life is the divine life, becoming more like Jesus. Isn't that good? What about the for you, in you, and through you fruit? that we talked about. And our through you fruit, this was so powerful at the end of that message, and the through you fruit coming through us out to the world isn't even for us. It's all for him. It's all to bring glory back to him anyway. Hallelujah. Revival begins when Christians put into practice the seed of life that is inside of them. 
We all have the seed of life inside of us. And revival happens when we allow that to be put into practice through us. Kingdom work happens because we stay connected to who? The King of Kings. It's kingdom work. It's eternal work. And it's because we're staying connected to Jesus Christ. Before there was a doing, there was a being. Apart from Jesus, we are nothing. Apart from Jesus, there is nothing. And what about this? I'd rather have Jesus than anything. I'd rather have Jesus than worldwide fame. I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather have Jesus than riches untold. I'd rather have Jesus than anything. What, what is it for you? What did you fill in that blank with last week and, and even right now? I'd rather have Jesus than. Why is that so important? Because our first acorn tonight is all about our relationship with Jesus. It's the most important thing. I'd rather have a relationship with Jesus than anything. And so acorns, they're small. I have one right here. You probably can't even see it hardly. That small little acorn, brown and smooth, is the fruit of a giant oak tree. Why is this acorn so important? Well, because it starts with the acorn. Without it, you, you don't have an oak tree. Without the small little acorn going down into the earth and then germinating and springing up, you don't even get the oak tree in which becomes a very fruitful tree producing many, many acorns. So it starts with the acorn. Isaiah 61.3 again says this, they will be called oaks of righteousness. An oak tree starts with an acorn. They will be called oaks of righteousness. We're going to dive into the scripture a little bit more in just a few minutes. A planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. So acorns, as we know, are the fruit of oak trees. There's a picture of that up there on the screen. Many, 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 many acorns on an oak tree. That's the fruit of an oak tree. And oak trees are majestic. They're impressive. They're tall. Some are more wide than tall, and their branches, depending on the species, their branches branch out so far and so long and so big. But oak trees are impressive when they're mature. Many times I've been walking through a forest, and I can remember playing as a child, running, playing in the forest or going through a garden that had oak trees. And here in Sarasota, there are so many oak trees that are amazing. I can remember seeing these flourishing oak trees in all different kind of places. For example, there's an oak tree by the Wells Fargo Bank off St. Armand Circle that is the most incredible oak tree I can even tell you. You should drive down there and see that thing sometime. The branches are as probably half the size of this worship center from, from as they go out. And they're along the ground and you can sit on them and climb on them. They're just an incredible oak tree. Or some of the places where you drive through on streets around here where the oak tree is covered and it makes this kind of covered road. So pretty, so impressive. And what about the number of acorns that you see on the parking lot at Target outside Fruitville, or on Fruitville? 
It's like there's so many acorns everywhere. You can see the evidence as they go. And you know, it starts with a life cycle with an oak tree. Like we said, the acorn, this is the life cycle of, of an oak tree. Every oak tree starts as an acorn. And as each acorn, it, inside of it, it contains just germinates in the ground, it produces a taproot. Why is the acorn so important and the seed inside of it so important, that taproot so important? Listen to this, that taproot anchors it, anchors the tree that grows huge for the rest of its life. The first acorn tonight is our relationship with Jesus. That taproot, as we burrow down into our relationship with Jesus, becomes the anchor for us for the rest of our life as we grow and grow and grow to where we can bear much fruit, fruit that will last for God's glory. That is so important. And as spring ar arrives, which y'all that have lived here your whole life, don't understand the difference between spring and summer and fall and winter. But for us that grew up in the north, we like it when spring arrives and you start to see the grass starting to get green again and leaves starting to pop out and be green again. Allergies are also coming, which we don't like that. But when spring arrives, we like it. When spring arrives, what happens is the seed sends up a shoot which is not very high off the ground, and a few leaves will come off of it, and it begins the very first time it ever does the process for the synthesis. Which is life big as well. The seedling grows, and eventually grows into a mature adult. The seedling grows, and eventually it grows up over years of time to become a mature adult, producing fruit, which are acorns in this case. You know, an oak tree can live to be as, a, as old as a thousand years. Can you imagine how much fruit? And over its lifetime, lifetime, an oak tree can produce as many as 10 million acorns. That's much fruit. We want to be people. I want to be a person. We want to be people who will bear much fruit, many acorns, because of our relationship with Jesus Christ. We can try to do good works and be a nice person and all of that, it's all important. Good works are all important. But we will bear much fruit when we're tapped down in to the relationship with Jesus Christ. Listen, that anchoring relationship with Jesus Christ is what will determine the rest of our life. I want to be a person that bears so many acorns for the Lord. I hope that you do too. And do you know what else? We want to be a church 
that bears so many acorns, much fruit for the glory of God. Because of our relationship with Jesus Christ individually, corporately then as a church, we can't help but bear much fruit for him. Because it starts with us, and we are the church. Let's dive deeper into Isaiah 61.3. The beginning of it says, They will be called oaks of righteousness. An oak tree, an oak tree, strong and tall and fruitful and mature, being a person of righteousness. We're not just talking about a person, this is what we're or a tree, we're talking about us as people. We're talking about us being a person of righteousness, which means that we decide to live a holy life, a life in which we're pursuing holiness, trying to live a life that would be, be glorifying to God and a life that would bring our, our hearts closer and closer to God. What does that mean? Filled with love, filled with joy, filled with freedom, filled with Christ. And when we're filled with Christ, we're filled with all these other things. And I know that sometimes I struggle with some of those things because of my flesh and my attitudes and your attitudes and our attitudes and all that kind of stuff. But you know what? When we truly dive down into that taproot and our relationship with Jesus Christ is coming out of us, we're going to have righteousness flowing from us. So we're an oak of righteousness, having a right relationship with Jesus. A right relationship with Jesus, holy, loving, joyful, free, true. They will be called oaks of righteousness. Wouldn't you like for people to say they're an oak of righteousness because of the way that we live and the fruit that's coming out of us? The second part of that, a planting of the Lord. Guess what? It's not us that plants it. God does. It's the Lord who has planted us. We are planted as an oak of righteousness by God. That's good news. Because the works that we try to do might fall short or they might end, but the works that the Lord does do not. God has planted us as oaks of righteousness. Do you know what else that means? We are chosen. I love that a couple of weeks ago when Marsha was talking about being chosen, uh, I think she was talking about in kickball. Like being chosen on a kickball team. You know, you're out on recess and all that kind of stuff. Now for me, when she was talking about that, I went straight back to uh, gym class or recess, and for us it was dodgeball. And I can remember being standing there, and I was one of the kind of athletic guys when I was growing up, and I became one of the more athletic guys later. But through those years when I wasn't so athletic, or, you know, there's certain seasons, you remember when you were in elementary school, there were certain seasons when you were kind of in the cool group, or maybe the accepted group, or not so, or maybe kind of the middle of it, and maybe not. And all of those factors determined whether or not you were picked first, or picked in the middle, or picked last. And all of those things have remnants of emotions that are there, and some of, them, some of you might need to let some of those things even go tonight, I don't know. But the truth is, those things all contribute to certain emotions that we have in those seasons, the way we think about ourselves and all of that. I can remember being chosen in different places, and I can remember how it felt. But here's the good news tonight. We never, ever, ever have to worry about being chosen in the middle or last when it comes to Jesus Christ. We are already chosen, and we are chosen first. Every single one of us 
Now, how can we all be chosen first every single one of us? That doesn't make any sense. You would think Marcia might be chosen first, and then Larry, and then Chi-Chi, and then Aaron, and then somebody else. No. Because of God's economy, and it doesn't make sense in this world, the God's economy is different than our economy. Every single one of us get to be chosen first because of God's love for us. <laughs> That's good news. John 15, 16 says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you can go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Amen. The third part is for the display of his splendor. So because we are an oak tree of righteousness, we were an acorn and we became an oak tree of righteousness, we become that oak tree of righteousness planted by the Lord, we get to display God's splendor. Which means we're on display. We have much fruit. And it's a grand display of fruit. So many acorns for his splendor, which means his majesty, God's majesty, the Lord's majesty. We have been planted by God here on this earth to bear many acorns for the display of his splendor. That's so good. I want to be an oak of righteousness. I want to grow and grow and grow and grow and bear so much fruit for the display of his splendor. Marcia, do you want to be an oak of righteousness planted by the Lord for the display of his splendor? Laura, do you? Mark, do you? Andrew, do you? Yes. Amen. Mark, what about you? Would it be an oak of righteousness planted by the Lord for the display of his splendor? I want to be. I pray that we all want to be. But how do you do that? Well, like we said, it all starts with our relationship with Jesus. It's not complicated. The word says that anyone who comes to me and believes in my son and confesses themselves to them, believes that Jesus is Lord and Savior, confesses their sins, and accepts Jesus as Lord, will be saved. The word says that he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness when we confess our sins. We want to be an oak of righteousness. Sometimes we have to first let God cleanse us from our unrighteousness. It's just real simple because he loves us. So it starts with our relationship with Jesus. Our believing him. Do you believe God? Do you believe his word? Do you really, do you really, honestly, do you really believe that what he says is really the truth? How do we become an oak of righteousness planted by the Lord for the display of his splendor? Well, part of it is believing, truly believing what he says and letting him do the work inside of our lives, inside of our hearts, believing in him, letting our love for him show, and then growing up in him. I love that Marcia said, you want to grow, be in the word, pray, study the life of Jesus, grow up in him. Because we're chosen by God. 
But that means that as we remain in Jesus, we grow. You can't not. We're his disciples. We're following Jesus. It's the first fruit. It's the one that matters the most. Committed to God. Committed to our families. Can we say that again? First, it starts with commitment. Being committed to God. Committed to that relationship. And being committed to our families. Being committed to our husbands and our wives. Being committed to our children and our homes. Being committed to those relationships. Commitment because of our love for God and others. Being committed to God, being committed to our families, and being committed to the church. Ready. Are you ready? Like ready. Ready to serve. Ready to love. Ready to help. Ready to obey his word. Ready to actually live out that life of righteousness. Why? Because we are an oak of righteousness planted by God for the display of his splendor. I want to be an oak of righteousness producing so many acorns. I want to be an oak of righteousness in my life producing so many acorns for the display of God's splendor. Do you? I want the church I want the church to be an oak of righteousness, producing so many acorns for the display of his splendor. Do you guys know this? The church is and still is the vehicle that Jesus has chosen to take the gospel to the world. He chose it. That means he chose you and he chose me. The church is the vehicle that takes the gospel message to the world. I love the church. I love the church. It's about kingdom work. It's about work with eternal significance. It's about work that's going to last forever. It's never going to stop. It's eternity at stake here that we're talking about. Eternal significance is what we're talking about tonight. And you know what that means? That means each and every single one of us are a part of it. That means us. We are these oaks of righteousness. We are a part of the church. We are a part of the body of Christ. Each and every single one of us, we are the church that will never stop, that will never die because Jesus Christ chose it to be the vehicle to take the gospel to the world. We can be oaks of righteousness producing much fruit, many, many acorns, millions of acorns for the display of his splendor. Amen. And the church of God, the church of the living God around the world is a church that will not ever end, even though the enemy has tried throughout history to try to kill, destroy, or diminish its flavor, diminish its ability to reach and teach and help and serve and love. You know what? There are people all around us every single, every single day of our lives that need us to be an acorn, that need us to be an oak of righteousness, that need us to be the light of love of the living God through Jesus Christ our Lord shining for him for the display of his splendor. That's the church. That's the call of the church. And it will never end. It will never die even though there's been many tries throughout history to try to make that happen. The church of the living God will not stop and will not end. And I love the church and I hope you do too. The church is triumphant. Why? 
Because Jesus Christ is victorious. The triumphant church that we get to be a part of because of our relationship with Jesus Christ, the first acorn, the first fruit of our relationships as we move forward. Tonight as you watch this video, may it encourage you and may you receive it as truth. Amen. Dear church, from all of us, this song is for you. Let the church be the church. Thank you. 